Welcome to CI Radio. I am Vivian Cameron, Equality, Diversity and Inclusion Manager for the Chartered Insurance Institute. In this episode, I'll be talking to Pamela Tuday and Cecil Williams. In this episode of the podcast, we are discussing Black History Month and how Black people can feel that they are better represented in the insurance and financial planning professions. I'm joined by Pamela Tuday and Cecil Williams from the Lloyds Banking Group. Here's my conversation with Pamela and Cecil. So hello to uh, Cecil and Pamela. Thank you very much for joining me on the podcast today. Hello, good day. Thanks for having me. Hello. So firstly, Pamela, why do you feel celebrating Black History Month is important? Well, for me, Black History Month is important to celebrate because it helps us to showcase the Black community's history, our culture, our rich heritage. Okay. And Cecil, your thoughts? Oh, my thoughts on why Black History Month is important. I think it's important, especially in today's day and age, um, to look at what people like myself and my ancestors and what we've contributed to Britain as it is today and what we plan to contribute moving forward. I, I think sometimes it is important to as much as we share our culture so people can be more comfortable around us so they can understand who we are and what we have to offer but i think it's really important because it's black history to show that we have offered a lot to the british community as it is especially what's been happening recently we've been talking a lot about windrush but even before there we have contributed and the more we can share that the more because say this is the reason why we feel so strongly connected to this country. And yeah. Great. Great. Thank you. So turning to my next question, working within financial services, do you think that black people are well represented? And how do you think we can improve that as a profession? Cecil, can you give us your thoughts first, please? Oh, that's that's incredibly complex, and I do appreciate how how straight to the the core it is. Um, I I do feel I, I live in Leeds, and Leeds is a very diverse um place in the north, it, from my point of view, um compared to where I was living before in Selby. So previously in Selby, I I wouldn't really see a other black person for a few months outside of family, but in Leeds is very multicultural and I do believe that where I currently work it, it reflects that you know on my level where there, I have a lot of peers um, who are rather they may be above on the organizational chart or below but there's that representation there's that mix there's a different cultures whether it's from the Caribbean from Africa from different parts of Europe and I think it's amazing. Um, that being said, I, I still believe that there's always work to be done, you know, to to see where we can improve that, you know, and there, uh, there are a few things that can be done. I, one thing that I would really appreciate is transparency in the senior management um, so we can make sure that during the application process, 
that make you know those subconscious feelings that some people may have are being addressed the microaggressions and whatnot and to be to give credit there has been a major push to identifying this you know even with how the interviews are done there's um everything's written down there's has to be like a clear rationale you know i think that's that's amazing and we need to continue in that direction great that's really, really interesting. You, you you raised some really interesting points about representation at senior leadership level. Pamela, may I turn to you now? Anything you'd like to add to what Cecil has shared? Yeah, I do agree with most of what he's saying. I think the Black community is hugely underrepresented. Um, I was actually studying something, and according to a publication by the FCA in 2021, I think it mentions that Black people across senior roles in financial services are like only 10 out of 297 when you think about CEOs, chairs, finance chiefs, and, and it marveled me. And I think that part of the cause of this is hugely because maybe we have no people at the top that could actually role model that this is possible to people. Um, but I think that different financial services are now trying to um, identify things that they are going to do to actually um, bridge the gap because I think the gap is so much. So when you think about your conscious bias and everything that we struggle as a community to to cope with, um, I think that there are different coping mechanisms that are being put in place by financial services just to bridge that gap and make it closer. Sure. And and interesting, you turn to different things that are being done to, to close the gap. You may be aware within uh, our profession, uh, a network called Equity City. They were formerly the African Caribbean Insurance Network. They just recently rebranded. And they're working towards helping recruit more Black people in the insurance profession. So do you, both of you think having companies and networks like this will improve the representation with the profession? Cecil, can we get your thoughts first? Well, my, my initial thoughts, and I try to be optimistic, is when it comes to finance and it comes to insurance investments, this, this is a, a very institutional part of Britain. This is something that has been there for, for hundreds of years, and hopefully it will be there for hundreds of years. Uh, sometimes the attitudes within insurance, you know, we can be a bit stagnant because what has worked for the last 300 years, we expect it to work for the next 300 years. Um, things, programs like this, I, I, I am optimistic and I do believe that it can, it really can, you know, bring change around by just getting people accustomed to us, you know, to what we are capable of and realizing that we're just like everyone else. You know, uh, I, I take the, the representation. It, I, I do believe it will improve the representation at all levels eventually. I don't believe it'll be something that happened overnight, but as long as programs like this exist, I do believe it'll get it, it'll get more people in the door. And once more people are in the door, something else that will happen, people outside will be looking in and saying, wait, wait, this is possible. So I do have hope. I can try. And that's what I like about it. Great. And Pamela, turning to you now, what are your thoughts on, on networks such as equity and improving representation? Um, to be honest, I'm not sure whether it will improve the rep representation, but I think that the more we do towards 
that kind of um, initiatives could actually help us get closer there. Uh, I think there should be awareness campaigns across companies to showcase black talent. And if we are particularly looking at these, um, then it's a huge step forward. And I think that possibly we break the barriers to prevent black people from being recruited. Um, so I, I think a huge step forward. Yeah. Sure. That's great. And and let's turn now to perhaps another approach to representation. Let's move on to role models. Having role models and mentors is seen as a great way to encourage black people to progress further in the profession. The FCA has uh, EDI, Equality, Diversity, Inclusion targets for certain listed companies at board level. Will this be enough to not only encourage more black people to think about financial services as a career, but sticking with it might reach the board level. Pamela, what do you think? How do you feel that's going to progress things? Um, I think it will hugely help. So so for me personally, if I see a black person that is at the board level, as a role model, it kind of motivates me that it is possible. Um, I think it will also help us to demystify the, the financial services, especially for the black community, the younger black community, for them to understand that if there is someone that is above at that, then it's possible. Because at the moment, sometimes when you don't see representation of black people at the top there, it's difficult for you to believe that you yourself can get there. So I certainly think it will help. Yes, and, and, and Cecil, turning to you, is mentoring a mechanism, do you think, what else, besides what else the FCA are doing? I, I think mentoring, I can speak from personal experience, is one of the best mechanisms. Um, I, I was given the privilege of enrolling in an internal program where diverse colleagues are assigned to senior um, diverse colleagues. And my mentor is a black lady. Um, and just from interacting with her, she gave me so much confidence and she gave me so much assistance to believe that, wait, I can actually apply to these jobs. I, I, I now know what I need. I think part of the problem sometimes comes from internalized feelings of that we're not good enough. So if I can use an example, let's say there's a job and the job has 10 requirements. I, I do sometimes feel like Sometimes, some of us, we may look at that job, we may only meet eight or nine out of ten, and we may say to ourselves, oh, well, yeah, we can't apply for that, we can't do that, when the reality is some of our colleagues will apply for that, even if they're one out of ten, you know, and because they have that confidence, you know, they'll get the jobs. Um, So having a mentor really 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 boosted my confidence i was able to apply for a new role and i was able to get it with no issues and i don't think i would have done that if i didn't have a mentor and the other part of the question was sticking to it to reach board level now that's a whole different story um, by itself um sticking to it that's something that i think is going to be a bit more difficult even with mentorship um, i've heard so many stories from diverse colleagues especially from black women being told that they're being aggressive just for speaking up and standing up for themselves you know so that can have an effect on sticking with it where you could go elsewhere so uh, i really like what i'm seeing and i i am a big advocate for mentorship fantastic and, and congratulations and well done you for going through the mentoring process to secure a role that's really great to hear thank you so now we turn to our final thoughts from both of you 
Um, where would you like to encourage listeners to find out more to go for more information and resources around what we've discussed today? And, and that can start, we'll start with Pamela. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, for us, that our Black colleagues that maybe are in the environment where there are companies to actually share resources and make sure that we reach out to people, network together and share information about ourselves. I certainly encourage people to attend webinars, events, um, just to get themselves up to date with what is happening around the Black community. And also for those that aren't, aren't Blacks, it's always nice to identify about our heritage. It's a beautiful heritage. And I, I think that learning about it is something that you will look forward to. Fantastic. That's great. Cecil, may I now turn to you? I, I absolutely agree with Pamela. She did such a really good job of encapsulating my thoughts on it. Um, if I can just touch on a bit more, I, I think was Pamela, uh, she, that example that she gave, networking, I think that's so key, especially when, you, when you're uh, a minority, you know, helping each other as she said, and that can go both ways. So if you, as a, a, a person of color, or as a black person, reach into a higher level, if you see there's a new a new face around and you see that they're putting that work in, reach out, you know. But if you're on the other end of that and you're young, network, show your face, be yourself, you know, and just keep trying. Don't allow things to, don't allow circumstances to, get you down and a lot of companies these days have like divorce groups groups that are meant specifically for divorce colleagues and putting them in contact with each other because within unity their strength reach out look for these programs and if you ever get disenfranchised if you ever get discriminated against even if you feel it's a microaggression have a conversation with someone challenge things be yourself Fantastic. Really, really great, insightful information, recommendations and suggestions. Well, thank you, Pamela and Cecil, for joining me today on the podcast. It's been lovely speaking to you and really, really helpful, insightful to get your perspective on this very important topic. Thanks for having me. Thank you. That's great. And thank you for listening to this episode of CI Radio. To find out more, visit thejournal.cii.co.uk slash podcasts or follow us on Twitter at CII Group. Until next time, goodbye.